I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I am going to introduce you today to one of my business buddies who is such a vital extension of my business offering. Tracy Mylacrane is my go-to when it comes to all things legal. She has beautifully supported so many of my clients when things have gone a little haywire on the legal front, better still, and probably the way that she would prefer to work is she has prevented the pain by getting them set up with all of their legal documents ahead of any pain occurring in their businesses. So Tracy is what I would determine probably a little bit unconventional in terms of what your traditional image of a lawyer is. She is calm and kind and supportive and really, really solution focused. She is committed to empowering every single business owner that she encounters to back themselves legally. It's like educating and empowering is her mission. She wants to make things simple and easy to understand for the women that she supports, and she does that brilliantly. I have seen her really work her magic and enable my clients to save themselves an awful lot of pain. She has just such a beautiful nature, but what she does so beautifully is that she she doesn't make people feel ignorant or stupid or, you know, berate them for not having things in order if things do go a little bit haywire. And yeah, I am just really proud to have her as an extension of my business. So I brought Tracy on today so that you can get an insight into her brilliance and some tips for yourself. Tracy is a genius at just demystifying all things legal for businesses. And just like in my chat with Mel Brown last week where we talked about, you know, finances and the things that we don't know that we didn't know. Tracy's approach is the same with legals. Like she understands that we are not lawyers. She's the lawyer and she is the wise one when it comes to all of this sort of stuff. So she is sharing some utter brilliance with you today in this episode. She has also created some really valuable resources, especially for you, which I am putting links to in the show notes. You can find all the links to those resources and to connect with Tracy on the podcast page on my website, which is michellebroadbent.com.au forward slash podcast. And while you're on my website, you can sign up to receive my monthly business boost email. So that is not the content that you listen to here on the podcast. This is 
standalone content goes out on the second Friday of every month. And that's where I share tips that will boost your business. But I go into um, detail on like a very specific business issue. I also share some life boosts that things that I have watched, read, listened to throughout the month that have boosted my life and may boost yours. So if you are interested in receiving that, you can see the sign up button on the bottom of my homepage. So now that we have got all of the housekeeping out of the way, I am going to kick off my interview with my wonderful friend, Tracy Mylacrane. Tracy, thank you so much for joining me today. I was so happy that you said yes to coming on here because I absolutely love that your mission is to demystify law for small business owners and it needs demystifying. I think so many people when they start out in business, they just, they, they, don't have a clue because, you know, we are not lawyers. And I see people spending thousands of dollars on a gorgeous logo, beautiful website, and zero dollars on legals because I think, you know, it's like financials, which we talked about last week. It's confronting and it's something when we don't know enough about something, we kind of bury our heads in the sand and then it's not until it's too late that we realize how important it is. So because you and I are in the pain prevention business, I would love for you to just talk through how you work with business owners to educate and empower them around their business legals. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for asking that question, because honestly, I could talk about this for days. This is my passion, as you know. So you're right. Legals is not something that new business owners put at the top of the list. And that's not a criticism. It's either because we don't know about it, because let's be honest, as business owners, we're wearing all the hats and doing all the things. And that to-do list just never ends. Legals aren't exciting for most people. They are for me um, and they are for many of my clients by the time they're finished working with me on them. But most people prefer to get into the website and the graphics and think about how it is they're going to make their money. So sometimes it's just we don't know what we don't know. So we don't know how important legals are. Sometimes it's because we think it won't happen to us and we don't need them. And then I think that the, a lot of people will then fall into the third category is I just don't want to prioritise it. I'll do it later when I get to it. So all very valid positions to take. So when I start working with a business owner, and you're right, um, you and I are both about educating and empowering to help business owners move forward with confidence and clarity. So when I start working with a business owner, often they come to me and say, can you help? I know I need you. I have no clue what I need. That's okay. That's a really great place to start because what I do is I take the time to understand their business, service-based, product-based, what they're providing online, face-to-face, -face, all of those things. Once I understand it and I know what it is that they're doing and how they're doing it, I can then start taking them through exactly what they need to know and talking to them about how to do it. So there's three main reasons why I want to demystify this for business owners and help them understand what they need to do and get it done. One is because we have obligations under the consumer law. 
and I know you and I have talked about this before, but the consumer law doesn't exist just for places like Harvey Norman and a faulty toaster. Mm. Consumer law applies to all of us, service-based businesses, product-based businesses. So once I know what they do, I can talk to the business owners about what their obligations are under the consumer law. Let's meet those obligations. We don't want to be left exposed. The second reason is because we want to have them protected. We want business owners protected. So I talk to them about that. And we triage what needs to be done to get that happening for them. Usually, you know, the most common business terms and conditions, website terms and conditions and a privacy policy, we almost always start there. Mm -hmm. But the third reason why we do this is because business documents are an extension of a business owner's business. So we've all heard that phrase, you get one chance to make a first impression. Your documents are an extension of your business. So we want them to be professional, branded, on point, an extension of you. So they're really important. So that's how I do it in a nutshell. And that's why I do it. Yeah, I love that trait. I just love, the thing that I love the most about you is that you don't make anyone feel stupid for asking the questions. I think that's why I just love having you as such a vital extension of my business because you treat my clients like I treat them. You don't you don't treat them like they're foolish um, and you give them that safe space. If we're starting from like a relatively clean slate, do you have a list of, say, the minimum things that we need to have covered from a legal standpoint as a small or micro business owner? I sure do. And the reason I do is because everyone asks. And as part of my mission to remove the overwhelm, I do. So there's two answers to that. Um, the first is I'll say before I forget, I have designed for this purpose a checklist for small business owners. And it's it's um, it's something that everybody needs to have as a resource, in my view, and keep it in their top drawer and cast your eye over it every time you're changing something in your business or roughly annually. So there's a link. It's on my website. I'll send you the link. Right. It's and the I'll share annual- that. Yeah, I'll yeah. share the show notes as well, Tracy, so that um, people can access that because that's brilliant. I love that. There's just like this, yeah, beautifully put together. And I know Tracy's documents are absolutely gorgeous. Um, so Thank, I know you. Look <laughs> Thank you. That's a resource that we've designed to be able to refer to again and again. But the short answer to the question that you asked is what are the bare basics, where do we start, bare bones approach. Mm-hmm. It's the core three documents mm-hmm. that any small business needs to have, micro business, side hustle, serious small business, the same three documents. Business terms and conditions, which are the rules that you engage with your client on. So you can call it your client service agreement, your coaching agreement, whatever you want to call it is fine, Mm -hmm. but it's your business terms. Then your website terms and conditions, which are different, and your privacy policy. If you've got those, you are well on your way. That's great. Look, just making it so easy for everyone. And what about as as our business grows? So, you know, there is, you know, I work with people who have done those sort of the bare minimum um, things and kind of think, okay, I've done that box ticked, legals are ticked, done, move on. 
Um, but as our businesses grow and evolve, there are other things that, that we need to consider that we probably don't think about. And um, I know, at, at, you know, in, in the world that I'm sort of working in at the moment, a lot of people are creating like online courses or they're doing um, in-person workshops or retreats and things like that. Are there things that we need to be considering in that realm as well? Because I, I feel like you're fairly certain you're going to say the answer is yes, but what do we need to consider? Yeah, great question and resounding yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the checklist that I just referred to, again, when you're doing new things, when you're growing, when you're pivoting, referring back to that will flag what it is that you need to change. Most commonly what I'm seeing is businesses are doing a pivot. Gosh, I don't like that word, but yeah. I've used it. Um, they're doing a pivot and services are being taken online. Yeah, Online courses are being launched. So what that means is when we do that is we need to make sure our website terms and conditions are incorporating what it is that we're now selling. Mm-hmm. So your standard website terms and conditions aren't usually going to include protections around your online courses. Because you don't have them yet. So if you're starting to launch an online course, you need to make sure that you've got those terms included in your website terms and conditions. Online memberships, exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. When you start allowing people to buy things or book in for things on your website, we need what's called a click wrap set of terms and conditions. So that complies with your obligations under the consumer law. But most importantly, it protects you Mm -hmm. as a business. We don't want to be sued. We don't want to be sued because somebody has misaligned expectations or they thought that we were providing a different level of advice. These layers of protections come through developing your terms and conditions on your website for any online offerings. And this includes your freebie downloads. Okay. You need to make sure you've got disclaimers on those to protect you and you need to make sure that your intellectual property in those is protected and we do that in your website terms and conditions. Um, something else that seems to be, I suppose it's topical at the moment because we're all hopeful, is retreats. Mm. Um, if you're going to offer a retreat, yes, you absolutely need retreat terms and conditions. And they are very different from anything that would be in your standard business terms because retreats are a very different beast. And again, we want you protected, but also we want the expectations of the participants coming along. We want those managed, particularly around cancellations and rescheduling. Yeah. Ever since COVID, everybody seems to be onto this, which is fabulous. But if we don't have it set out for people, we're going to get into some potentially tricky situations and that can be easily avoided. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's that. The other point that I'll make in relation to changes, which we don't often think of at the beginning, is growing our team. Yes. That's, that's something that um, comes up a lot. So whether it's bringing on a bookkeeper or a VA or an employee into your team, we need to formalise that with a proper employment agreement or contractor agreement. That's a big one. And it's something that can often be overlooked by business owners really because there's a lot to do when you're growing your team. It's not necessarily at the top of the list making making sure you have all your documents in place, but it really is vital, Mm -hmm. as you know, to protect the business should something go awry or should, should the team member not do what you thought they were going to do? We want to have a platform to go back and have those useful discussions. So Absolutely. those documents are important. Yeah, and you provided really, really great advice to um, the, the women that did my Finding Unicorns program on that 
topic because it is, like you said, it's one of many, many, many items in the in the to-do list of that whole recruitment process. And, um, you know, we want to go into these things optimistic and going, yes, I found my unicorn and they're fabulous and they're going to stay with me forever. But sadly, sometimes it doesn't work out and we need to have that protection, which you give so fantastically. And something else that you also touched on there too, Tracy, which I see as an issue, um, people talking as their business grows and their exposure and their sort of brand and their profile builds is um, copycats. So I've got, you know, I've had clients come to me mm. and say, oh my God, like, you know, I get the screenshot, look at what so-and-so competitor has just posted on Instagram. That's the same thing that I wrote yesterday. Or, you know, they've they've basically downloaded my freebie and they have replicated it and put their branding on it and that kind of thing. I you, you can help here. Can't yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Day? There's a bit to say about that. First of yeah. all, it's there's two schools of thought on that. Um, some say it's just very disappointing that that happens because you put so much work into it. The other school of thought is they don't have originality. Mm. I'm of the former view. It's disappointing. Mm. It's bloody disappointing because there's no excuse for that is my view. When it comes to the legal aspect of it, it can be quite tricky. Mm. So, I'll just do my best to give a, a bit of an overview on it. With yeah. the copycats, a couple of things to say. First of all, if you're creating original content, so if you're creating blog posts, if you're creating your social posts mm. or your freebie downloads, and it is original content, i.e. it's come from your brain, it's not available elsewhere, you have copyright in that. You automatically have copyright in that. You own it. You don't need to go and apply for copyright protection of that content. So as has happened to um, a client of mine not all that long ago, mm. somebody, one of her blog web page, copied and pasted the whole thing onto their website on their blogs. When I say copy and pasted the whole thing, I mean the whole thing, even the click here to book in, and it went to my client's web page. <laughs> So oh, quite literally wow. copy and pasted. Wow. That was very easy. I sent a cease and desist yep. letter and within hours it was removed. So that was very easy. Yeah. Sometimes we get, <laughs> yes, so can you believe it? But yes. people aren't, God, people are dying. They do it. So Sometimes people do that so blatantly. Sometimes people don't realise they can't copy the stuff that they're copying. But to do it the way I just said, she knew. Then you get those copycats that will dive in, copy it, but change it around a little bit. Mm. Well, again, it depends how much it's been changed. And, and that's where the law comes in. It's quite subjective. It's not black and white. Mm -hmm. But we can have a look at it to see whether or not. And, of course, if we form the view that, yeah, this really is copying, again, for something like that, we can do the cease and desist. And I've not had a case where someone's resisted a cease and desist because they know. So, so there's that. Then we get into things, though, like beautiful websites, social media grids, colours, colour palettes, fonts, things like that. And unfortunately, when a competitor comes along and, and uses our very similar or a similar colour palette and font and some catchy words that, that we've used, sadly, there's no copyright in that. Mm -hmm. You know, we know it's copying, but there's not a lot we can do about that. And that's unfortunate. So my advice in those circumstances is stay focused on what it is that you do and let's not lose energy here. Yeah. Other times um, we're talking about names. You know, we're talking about a, a catchphrase or a tagline or our name and that is more common than I'd like 
to admit, to be honest. Mm. Um, and this is when we go down the path of trademarking. And so I say to, to clients, if it is important to you that you have exclusive use of this word, if it is capable of being trademarked, yeah. let's explore that because if you're telling me it is super important, then we really need to protect you. So there are things we can do there to protect. Mm -hmm. You can't just trademark anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling everyone to go out and try and trademark everything that's important, but yeah. it is a consideration to businesses once you start to grow. And then clients ask again about the preventative measures. What can we do? And my answer there is make sure your intellectual property is protected in your terms and conditions, your business terms, your course terms, disclaimers, website terms. Do all that you can mm. to make it even easier. If somebody is even hinting at copying you, yeah. it makes it really easy for us to be able to write to them saying, look, you've landed on our website. Here's our terms and conditions. We've made it very clear that this belongs to us. Please stop it. Yeah. You know, so there's there's those types of things. That's broad brush level. It happens. Mm -hmm. Lots of different answers. Definitely a discussion worth having. Yeah. But once you reach that point in your business where you're getting some traction, mm -hmm. it's really important to have a look at trademarking to see whether or not that's yeah. going to help you. Yeah, absolutely. And another area that you're like a superstar in terms of helping people is um, getting paid. <laughs> and, and this is where, you know, people think, oh, that's, that's, that's like a bookkeeping thing. It's like, actually, it starts with having those, um, those processes and documents and everything all in place. Do you want to have a little chat about, yeah. about how you help with that, Trace? I would love to. Um, and I'm really glad you asked because I have a course that I'd love to share with your listeners as well. So I'll, I'll mention oh, that yeah. as well, yeah. um, all about getting paid. Getting paid, yes, of course, we need to have good processes and systems in place to actually issue invoices and get the money. But mm -hmm. it all starts with your business terms and conditions mm -hmm. because that is the place where we set out the contractual obligations. I'm providing you with a product here or a service you're agreeing to pay me. Here's my payment terms. This is how I'll charge. This is what we'll do in that document. That's where we have the right to either suspend the services or, or, or not ship the products or, or whatever it may be, but it starts there. Mm. That is the foundational document to make sure you're going to get paid and to have it tailored to your business so it works for you. No good copying somebody else's because you don't know if it does all the things it needs to, probably don't comprehend what it says around terms, payment terms. But once you've got that tailored for your business, we then move into looking at your systems and your processes. Mm -hmm. We've got to make sure you're issuing invoices as you say you will in your business terms. You need to be doing that part. And then there's the issue of whether or not you continue to provide services on an ongoing basis. If invoices are late, we deal with all of that yeah. there. Yeah. That's yeah, and I've seen the inner workings of, of that program, and you leave no stone unturned in terms of you know you provide templates, you provide like that really thorough how to um, in that program. So uh, we, I will put a link for how people can um, get on the wait list for that because you're going to launch that again in the end of November, is that right? That's right. So the wait list is currently open. The course is right. called Getting Paid Made Easy. And <laughs> it's just so important. And I've done um, example templates, things that you can implement in your business right now, checklists. Mm -hmm. It's all there, pre-recorded modules to make it really easy to understand 
exactly what you need to be doing in your business now and why mm. so that you can avoid having to call someone like me later to say, oh, this client, I'm in this tricky situation, they won't pay, um, I'm not providing services, but that's going to have a flow-on effect to their business. We've got liability issues. We don't want to go there. So, yes, I'll shoot that link through and those details um, are all on the website and the wait list is open and the cart will open at the end of November. Fantastic. We are both of that motto of, you know, prevention is better than QR. You know, we, we want to sort of do all the things at the right time so that we don't end up um, in a mess. But sometimes, you know, as you well know, because you have supported a number of my clients when they've gotten into this situation where things have gone wrong and they, you know, you know, usually I'm that first port of call and they feel like they haven't got a leg to stand on. It's like, look, I'm going to introduce you to someone who is going to be able to help you and you know, you have always been able to help. So what should we do as a business owner instead of burying our heads in the sand when things do go haywire? What should we do? What, what, what should we do if we find ourselves in that situation? Great question. I love that question because despite best efforts, mm. something unexpected will always happen at some point and things will go wrong. Very simply, reach out ASAP and have the conversation. Mm. Strategy is your friend. When things start going wrong, regardless of what the issue is, strategy is your friend. And the sooner you confer with someone like me to unload, brain dump, tell me everything, it's for me to tell you if you don't have a leg to stand on. And I will tell you if you don't have a leg to stand on, but often that's not the case. Mm. And we can reconstruct. So I work backwards. What is the issue? Understand the issue. I'll identify the legal issues and I'll ask you a ton of questions. And to your surprise, there will often be something we can do. The sooner, the better. Mm. It's like that hole. If you keep digging that hole, it's going to be harder for me to pull you out. Yeah. Yeah. So the sooner you come and have the conversation and just run it past me, and there's, as you said earlier, there is no judgment here. Mm. That is not our role and we don't. There's no judgment. We're here to help. So the sooner you have that conversation, the better it will be for you because more often than not, we can put a strategy in place if we get in early enough to get you out. Yeah, yeah. And, and I can vouch for that. As I said, you have, you have been an enormous help to my clients. Stuff happens, you know, like things happen in business as business owners. It's the things that we don't know that we should have our, you know, have our eye on that maybe we don't and then it can all go awry and yeah sitting there wringing your hands with your head buried in sand is not the solution and you know I think also for you listener to know that there are people like Tracy in the world who are happy to help you in this situation rather than berate you and tell you you know you're stupid or whatever however you might be you know you're probably being harder on yourself in that moment than anyone else is going to be so um tracy thank you you have shared some really really important information for our listeners today um something that i love to ask my uh guests is to share something with our listeners that they might have read or watched or listened to that would give them um, a real life or business boost what would you like to share with us today Oh, I love this question and I would love to share um, a book that I have by my bed with a highlighter and honestly I think it's like a Bible to me almost. The book is Think Like a Monk yes. by Jay Shetty. 
It is such a business and life boost. And he has a podcast, which I listen to often, and that's called On Purpose. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there's something there for everybody. I just think he's brilliant. Mm. No, he's he's great. Um, that's, I've heard him interviewed a number of times and he is very, very insightful. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Now, as I said, you have shared some absolute gold with us and I know that you have so many resources on your website. Your blogs are fantastic. Like they're always, they're like little sort of mini tutorials. Um, you also have a podcast of your own. Uh, would you like to just share with everyone how we can get more of Tracy in our life? Oh, absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. So I do have a website. It's tmsolicitor.com.au. And there's a resources page there, as you've mentioned. And there is just tons of stuff there that I publish for a safe place for small business owners to come along and just often Mm -hmm. find a little quick answer to a question that they've got, which might just be a quick fix. There's also a podcast that I have for exactly the same reason, to add value and demystify and simplify some of these really often boring subjects (laughs) Um, the podcast is called rise up in business and there's a page for that on my website as well and I spend a lot of time on Instagram and my handle is at tm solicitor yeah awesome thank you you yeah you do share so generously and you are such a vital extension of my business and I'm just so lucky to have you in my world and that is why I am sharing you with the listeners so that they now have you in their world so Tracy thank you so much for coming thank you Michelle you are amazing thank you so much for having me on I've loved it thank you Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Speak soon.